Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Vizdera, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Last week, the party found a stowaway on the sub with them. (laughs) Bria was the first to encounter the mischievous spirit, much to her dismay. After some screaming and a little more questioning, it became clear that the spirit was encouraging our adventurers to dive deep at a particular point in their journey. Unsure of what they would find, they followed the spirit's lead and found a sunken ship. With the help of Kit's water-breathing magic, they left the sub to explore. Minutes later, they opened a door to find several bodies trapped inside, all with familiar-looking brands on their arms. Why did the spirit want the party to find this wreck? Why do all of the bodies on board have brands? And what's the party going to get out of all this? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Ooh, I'm excited for this. Let's go. Yeah, you are. Bria, how are you feeling about this? Awesome. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I feel great. That's called sarcasm. Yeah. Sarcasm. Okay, I told you all to stay off of my Facebook so that you didn't hear this story, or you didn't read this story. You were writing the intro. DM, I don't think on. you were oh, around. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> so um, I'm going to I'm gonna tell you all a story. It's called Motherhood. Um, DM, <laughs> could you give me a little bit of sweet music underneath this, please? I'm so mad at you, but yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, so... Um, my daughter uh, doesn't like to take naps or go to bed. She's got the FOMO. Um, she just doesn't like it. So anytime we bring her to the bathroom before we put her down, she kind of, she'll like make us drag her. Um, sometimes she'll throw toilet paper at us. It's just a whole thing. So this time I go to put her down for a nap just a little bit ago and I walk her into the bathroom and she's coming with me and she sits on the potty and she's doing so well and she's being so sweet. She's letting me put her jammies on her and I said, Cheeky, I just want you to know, I am so proud of you right now. This is so good. You're being such a good girl. You're really helping mommy. This is so great. And she takes my face in her hands and goes to kiss my head. And I think to myself, this is the sweetest moment that's ever happened in the history of the world. And she goes to kiss my head right at my forehead, right in the center of my forehead. And she spits down my face. So I think she puckered her lips. So I think I'm getting a kiss on my forehead. We're having this sweet, gentle moment. She's got my face in her hands. And then I just feel spit drip past my eye, down my nose. And then she threw toilet paper at me. So (laughs) I feel like we need to have a moment of silence or something. (laughs) I don't even know where to start. I mean, at least she didn't slap you. (laughs) I was expecting a headbutt. That's what I, I was, was expecting. <laughs> yeah, I was too. I was too, to be totally honest. So, wow. Amazing. Motherhood. So I hope you pick some really great music for that. Uh, incredible. I don't know that any of us can top that story, but uh, does anyone I... else have anything to say? No, absolutely not. Let's go. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, um, I got nothing. Yeah, no. Uh, certainly not anymore. Uh, book recommendations. <laughs> so... Um, all right. Well, I guess it's time to um, to, to dive back down to the depths uh, where you all have have found this this sunken ship. It was a quick banter, but you know what? That story that story was everything we needed for our intro. So so let's uh, <laughs> let's get into the game. Here we go. So, uh, Killer Whale Kit has headbutted the door open uh, into the swollen door open into this uh, one of the cabins on this sunken ship, uh, and a few bodies floated out, and they had pretty obvious, familiar-looking brands on their arms uh, that you all clocked, and that's where we left it last week. So, I feel like we should pick up right there with the bodies and the brands floating by your faces. Can one scream underwater? I think when you are under the water-breathing spell, absolutely. (laughs) So however that's going to sound, that's what's happening to me. (laughs) I don't know if you're screaming underwater or (laughs) making the chicken noise from the Zelda games. Yeah. (laughs) A little bit of both. I I was actually going to ask, like, can we communicate with each other even though we're underwater? Yeah, I mean, you're breathing it, and also you're able to cast spells underwater, which means that, you know, there must be some (laughs) sound production. So, you know, I'm going to say that you all probably have, like, disadvantage on, uh, you know, perception checks that rely on hearing, like, fine-tuned hearing, mm-hmm. but otherwise, like, you can hear each other. Okay. I Yeah, and I, I'm picturing that they all somehow hit me first. 
well, that somehow I, mean, I would was agree, in front. but I can't. I can't imagine that you would have allowed yourself to be in the front. Yeah. Sure. Well, somehow they all find me. Well, here's what. Here's what I think happens. They. I like pushed open the door. They all float out. They hit my nose, and I'm like, ooh, my giant whale nose. And I uh-huh. walk them around, and one goes flying into Bria with yes. the arm <laughs> right in your uh, in your vicinity. Yeah, so you can I, see I, an oh, arm I hits me, and I'm disgusted. And then I pull it away, and I see what it is. And that's when the screaming starts. That's when the screaming starts, which unfortunately is not the end of your torment, because then the next body misses Kit's face, but then who's who is in front? I'm Ms. probably. Yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, in my head, it was you. And and then at the last minute, I decided to ask, but I knew it was you. So it heads straight for Bizdira, who, of course, instinctually ducks and is very fast. And so right as soon as you shove away the first branded arm, a second branded arm just comes smacking <laughs> you in the face from where it missed Bizdira. I'm out. Just <laughs> <laughs> going back to the ship. How many episodes do I start with that? Uh, a lot, uh, lately. So and then I think Flick sort of, you know, you shove them off into Flick oh and Flick instinctually shoves them away from him and probably hits you in the back of the head with one of the ones that just passed you. Yeah, and then it's like little bouncy ball dead bodies just like boingy boingy, like back and forth. Oh, this got very horrifying. Um, Sorry. Here's a question. <laughs> probably answer? I'm trying to be logical about this so I don't forget. Sure. I'm picturing it like kind of like spider webs. Like they're just kind of all over me. Yeah, I um, think so. Is, I mean, there's obviously skin on them still, right? Um, uh, well, yeah, I guess, because you can see the brand. So this isn't like a super ancient ship? That's what I was going to say. This can't Or am be I that poking old. holes in something I shouldn't be poking holes in? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's not that. It's not that. Um, why don't you make me... I, you can all make me, uh, Bria, I will leave it up to you if you're going to give yourself disadvantage in this moment for the terror. But why don't you all make me, I'll take either, I don't know, nature or insight, I guess? Give you two different you, abilities to work with. You sure we're not going with Arcana? Most definitely. Okay. So glad. Oh, insight. <laughs> uh, flick. Well, glad you said insight because that's yeah, a know. 30. Yeah, kid. 17. So a couple of things happen in my brain. Uh, (laughs) Number one. Hold on a second. Let me just get Bizdira's number first. Bizdira. Uh, Oh, that's a 21. Excellent. All right, Bria, go ahead and tell us what happens. So I definitely rolled with disadvantage because that's the right thing to do. Take Um, inspiration. Oh, thank you. I haven't had inspiration in so long. Um, I rolled, I crit on one of them. Oh. And then I rolled an eight on yep. the other. Yep. So I like start to feel good and then start to feel bad again. And my brain is spinning. But then I also have reliable talent for <laughs> insight. So I'm like so messed up. But then I'm like trying to keep my cool. So then the eight goes up to a 10. So then it ends up being a 15. So it's not <laughs> so bad. Okay, so actually then all of you, I think, uh, even you in your terror, Bria, all of you realize that... Um, the first thing you notice is what Bria has already said, which is, oh, they sell flesh on them. They can't have been here for that long. The next thing that you notice, though, is that they really are actually really surprisingly intact for having been down here at all. And unfortunately, I think all of you have, you know, now, except for maybe Bazira, have all touched them in some way, shape, or form. So you can feel that they're quite, I mean, I can't say that they're dry, but like the, the corpses are desiccated. And you think that maybe they're actually what, like this room was probably sealed until it got broken open just now. Cool. Oops. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> I know, oops. <laughs> and there has been the ghost no... ghost is gonna haunt me now. <laughs> yeah, I think if we're able to talk, I'm gonna try to... Because uh, the, the ghost has not indicated at all what we should be doing. So I'm gonna be like, this is terrible. What do you want us to do? Um, why don't you, Bria, make me a strength saving throw, please? What? Uh, okay. <laughs> I get what he's doing. I get it. Too. I think I know too. <laughs> An eight! Okay, so you get shoved off of Orca Kit. This is uh, what I want And to. as you're sort of flailing in the water, you get just shoved into the cabin. Um, fortunately, and the for you, door stays open? Kit broke the door so it can't slam shut behind you. <laughs> So then I disappear, Uh and then they just see my tiny, exhausted head pop up and say, I think we're supposed to be in this room. (laughs) (laughs) This deer's immediately going to follow. Let's see. Uh, could we maybe tell that she was pushed? Um, I mean, like a ragdoll. It's all <laughs> happening so fast. I think that, like, yeah, maybe you noticed she was pushed, or maybe you're like, she's so frightened yeah, like, that she just lost like, her seat. Yeah, I was like, are you trying to get cover? Like, what's going on? <laughs> 
Flick dives off the other side of Kit, thinking an rolled, attack is imminent. Well, and I rolled a, a 30 on the insight for the dead bodies, but apparently all that insight has just run out. It just <laughs> I love it. He's spent. Love it. Yeah, you still don't see, uh, you know, a, a physical manifestation of the spirit anywhere, but that's, uh, that's what's happened so far. Flick will follow, I think. Okay. Can we fit um, Orca Kit into the cap? I don't think so. Okay, I mean, I mean... Well, I should say, not through the door. If you chose to make a larger opening, that's on you. But as currently stands, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, I mean, I guess this is what we're doing today, so... <laughs> um, sure, I will... Well, first of all, like, I'll look to whoever... Are there... St- Flick and Bizdira, are you still on my back? I Bizdira followed Bria in, like, right away. <laughs> Swim Great. along. Um, I, if they're all going inside, then I'm just gonna. I will. Uh, whatever. Become a Azamar again. I forgot what the words are. It, Wild shape. It's been a long day. Um, <laughs> we're that. we're recording this not in the daytime this time, so we're a little tired, everyone. I mean, <laughs> yeah. speak for yourself. It's still sunny and bright outside where I am. Well, but it's incredible what a difference like three hours later in the day makes. Mm-hmm. Yes, three hours later plus a full day of work yeah, beforehand really I just does a number. All being here. Um, so, Kit, you you wild shape back into Azamar form, and immediately you feel the pressure of being this deep, which of course all your friends have been experiencing the whole time. But your whale body was a little more adapted to it, and now suddenly, I mean, it doesn't hin- you know it doesn't mechanically hinder you, whatever. But it's it is suddenly much more uncomfortable than it was a moment ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Kit's just like, <sighs> and she just sadly follows everyone else into the room. She was very yeah. much enjoying her whale body. Well, you've still got one more today, right? Yes. So on the way back, you can you can keep, keep the whale body. Alright, so inside, you find yourselves in what is very obviously uh, the captain's quarters of this ship. You can see, I mean, things are sort of tumbled about everywhere, because as the water rushed in, you know, things got higgledy-piggledy. Um, <laughs> and... You're all welcome. Um, but you can see sort of, you know, you can understand what this room layout was meant to be and what it looks like now. Um, there is a desk at the far end, uh, sort of a, a nice looking ornate wooden desk uh, that that you can see got shoved when the seawater rushed in because you can see little uh, like marks on the floor where their legs used to be. And, and those are now exposed because it just got shoved. There's a chair behind it with some probably lovely upholstery that's now, you know, soaking wet uh, that just got thrown across the room. On one end, there is a bunk, um, and and you just see sort of papers and and uh, uh, scrolls and quills and all kinds of debris just sort of everywhere. There's a little like um, astrolabe that's like twisted and broken now, floating around in one spot. Um, and then there is the one thing it only catches your eyes. I don't need you to make rolls for it because. It would stand out as the only thing that sort of uh, was was in its place, it seems. Um, there's this sort of enormous, beautiful, well, again, soaking wet, but beautiful rug uh, covering a, a pretty good portion of the floor of this cabin. Um, and yeah, that's what you find in there. Uh, yeah. Does the rug have any more cult symbols on it? <laughs> no, it's or is mostly... It just a nice- yeah, it's mostly just, I mean, you can examine it for a moment to double check, uh, mm-hmm. but it's mostly just sort of, uh, you know, picturesque, like, ocean landscape looking panels. Uh, Ms. Dara wants to lift the rug to see if there's any, like, hidden hatches underneath. Um, yeah, so you go to lift it up and it doesn't move. Hey, water friend, uh, can you move this rug for us, please? Um, so at that moment, you all see um, several things begin to appear in the water. They start as just sort of swirling bits of, of water and debris, but they coalesce and you see two, then three, then six, then a dozen humanoid shapes taking form in the water. And they look very much like your your 
friend when they were in the cup on board the sub, uh, but now they're sort of free-floating in the water, and they're just all standing sort of around the perimeter of the room, and they all look in your direction, or, or so you think, because again, they sort of don't have faces, they are just the outlines. They turn in your general direction, Bria, and cock their heads to one side, and then all as one, they raise their hands, and they just point to the center of the floor of this cabin. I just want to tell everyone that Alex and Karin had very big responses to these things showing up, and I have no emotion connected to this whatsoever now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very calm right now. I have broken now. you in every way. You have broken me. I'm very calm. Um, I was just I was just waiting for the initiative call, so yeah, that, that was, was my I was like, oh god. <laughs> and I, I don't think that that's gonna happen. Um... I hope it's not gonna happen. We can, we can also see these, or only Bria? Oh no, you can all see them. Holy! Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna, at this point, I'm just gonna follow whatever they say. We're already down here risking our lives being this deep under the sea. I'm just gonna follow whatever they say. I know, I was gonna go over to the desk, but I think that now they, they're telling us what to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure, what, is, what does that mean? Well, what are you doing? We can't, we can't, clearly Bizdira can't move the rug. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> can she stab like where they're pointing? Yeah, can we cut it into maybe? the carpet? You can stab whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thank you for that. With, within but, reason, please. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So you can. You mean you just sort of well. I want to try to cut the rug if that's what they're pointing. Like, because that's what they're so pointing to. So you're going to dance right? on the it? Of the rug. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm going to do a little dance. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, so you, yeah, absolutely. You can take, you know, any bladed weapon and you can you can cut through the rug and you cut through it, but then you can't get the pieces that you've cut out up. So, go ahead. Um, when I see that she can't pick up the pieces off the floor, I'd like to take a look at the rug, see if I can see any telltale signs of magic that might mean dispelling. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, you could, well, we can start with an arcana check before you, you know, cast anything to do that. Mm, a 14. You don't notice anything magical going on here. Why don't you also, can you also give me, let's call it a, I'll take either history or investigation if either, if one of those is better for you than the other. Nope. Nope. They're, okay. they're both bad for me and <laughs> it, it was a three total. <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> incredible. Um, definitely not, not magic though. Um, like there's no spell that is causing this rug to stay down. And we've taken a good look at the rug. Like I remember Bizdira said something about symbols, but is there anything yeah, I mean, on the rug? The images on it are just sort of, uh, you know, seascapes and such. And you all can examine them, but there isn't really much to be found. I'm going to, it seems like this thing is responding to me. So I'm going to go stand in the middle of the rug where they're pointing. And I'm going to be like, okay, now what? Um, so you're sort of standing there and it's almost like they're pointing at you. So then they all lower their hands or their fingers, their, their outlined water fingers, whatever, just a little bit so that it is clear they are pointing at the floor beneath your feet. So I'm gonna jump. <laughs> I, they, You're just their gonna heads float down. follow you, but the fingers stay where they are. Should and ground we... pound. <laughs> you can't oh, ground God. pound you know underwater. What? You know what? I'm rolling an acrobatics check. Bullshit. You're ro- all right. Fine. It's You're proficient a, in that, aren't you? It's a twenty-three. Yeah, you do a lovely flip and float gently down because uh-huh. you're underwater. But the so now I'm is sitting impressive. on it. Right. I'm right. Sitting exactly. On it now. Exactly. I don't want to split the party, but Bazir wants to like go look for a way down into the ship. Uh, sure. Where do you want to look? Or well, um, you just said you don't want to split the party. So that said, are you splitting the party? <laughs> Uh, she's gonna look up at the the faceless creatures and say, "Any ideas?" Um, they their heads turn to you, Bizdira, when you speak, and then they turn right back to looking at the ground underneath uh, Bria. Okay, so she's gonna say, "Be right back," and she's gonna go outside of the captain's quarters and okay. see if there's other doors on the ship or other like staircases, ladders, or anything going down. I, I'm, I'm gonna side. I'm gonna go with. <laughs> 
Okay. I don't know. So you two are heading out. Bria and Kit, are you staying in here to do other things? Are you following them? Are you doing something else? I'm going to look at Bria. Yeah, I'm going to stay, and I feel like I'm going to start, like, investigating the center of this rug since they keep pointing at it and stuff. Okay. There's got to be something here. Yeah, I'll take investigation from you, and uh, Kit, you can help, and she can have advantage, or you can do, you can investigate something else, whatever you want to do. I'll help Bria. All right. This seems like the best thing, except she's not going to need it. She's going to roll so well. I'm gesturing to you. <laughs> Don't no. help. Uh, it's a 19. Okay, I'll, I'll let you all know what you find in a moment, but let's go to Flick and Bizdira as they head out. So you're heading out looking for any other me- means of ingress into the ship. Any way to get downside. Yeah, yeah, down to like, like so, the cargo area. You're sort of towards the aft of the ship. I had it backwards in my head. You're towards the aft of the ship right now, and it isn't until you're way further forward uh, on the ship that you finally see a hatch that looks exactly like what you just said. Like, looks like a way down into the cargo hold, specifically. Mm-hmm. Let's try it. Let's do it. Yeah, uh, I'll need a uh, strength athletics check, I think, to get this open, because it also is a little rusty and stuck. Uh, one of you can... And- you can each roll, or one of you can roll with advantage. And I'll help. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Bizdira, take advantage. Athletics. Athletics, please, yes. <laughs> 16. I rolled two 11s. Amazing. Uh, yeah, that's enough. So you're able to, I mean, it's it's rusty. Um, this part clearly has been under the water for some time. Uh, but you managed to pull it up, uh, and, and you can see not much of a ladder is left, because this hatch was sort of like a more of a grate than like a solid trap door type thing, right? Um, mm. So like, there's not a ton left of this uh, that looks safe of this wooden ladder going down, or this rope ladder going down, rather. Um, I mean, but, we're swimming. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. <laughs> it's okay. So we'll, had, we'll survive. You head down there and you can see several things. Um, obviously, this is where the cargo was stored and there are lots and lots of crates and barrels and <laughs> bed sheets. Um, <laughs> Apothecary tables. <laughs> yes. Um, and they, for the most part, look like they have like rotted through. Um, there, it doesn't look like they're. If they still have anything in them, it is likely ruined. Um, so we can't tell like what they were carrying or anything like that. Um, I will take investigation or nature, I guess. Neither for Flick. My goodness. Okay. Okay. Uh, and the investigation or nature is both negative one, so that's a sixteen. Um, at least some of it. Uh, looks like because there are still, like, you know, fragments left in some of the open crates. Um, at least some of it looks like it was probably textiles, like cloth and, like, you know, mm-hmm. bolts of cloth and whatever. Um, from there, you could maybe surmise that, like, it was probably a bunch of different just trade goods, more than likely. Okay. Um, you also do notice, though, as you're looking around, you notice um, little inconsistencies, things that don't look quite like they belong here. You see some you see some sort of scratch marks on the floor and walls in places. You see discarded, like, animal bones sort of floating around down here every now and again. Um, just little oddities like that, that that are not alarming, but seem a little out of place. Um, what else are you all looking for down here? Well, I think we're looking for the area directly beneath the, whatever, the, the cabin, cabin that we were just yeah. in. Mm-hmm. So maybe uh, or- another door, or if it keeps going back towards the back mm-hmm. of the ship. Yeah, so you can see that there is a there is a door that, that is uh, facing the back of the ship. Who knows what's through it? But uh, it is also closed. It is also facing that way. You can see that the, the door frame has a lot of those big claw marks, scratch marks, whatever that is in front of it. And with that little detail and you shaking your head like, like that flick, we're going to head oh, back God, over scary. to the captain's <laughs> chambers. Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be gamesome if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from and leave us a rating and a review. We've got a five-star review to read at the end of this week's episode, and we need some more for future episodes, so get those reviews in. And of course, as always, you know, spreading by word of mouth, also hugely helpful. 
We, of course, want to remind you all about our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks, like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. And if that's not enough, you will also be supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. You can get a list of that program's recipients on our Patreon page. Right now, though, I do want to take a minute to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them so very much for their support. Thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, and Tanya, to our honorary party member Matthew Allen, and to our Shimmerscale tribe leaders Eugenio Eliahu of Merck Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, and Aaron Stevens. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much more, well, you can hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. Enjoy D&D video games, but don't have dozens of hours to dump into another giant RPG? Well, have we got the game for you. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms is a set-it-and-forget-it idle game featuring tons of your favorite characters from Forgotten Realms lore and from contemporary popular D&D stream shows. You can get more information on the game at CodenameEntertainment.com or on Twitter at at IdleChampions. And when you start playing, use the Electrum Chest Codes found every week in our episode notes to get gems, gear, and other power-ups all for free. Enhance your characters and defend Faerun with TLR and Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com.au, and in CompTech.FilmMusic.io, respectively. As always, you can, of course, also check the episode notes if you want specific track names, artist names, and links to those tracks. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or really anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links that you can find on our website or in our episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Fancy a little more last refuge in your life? Dream of waking up to a cup of glorp and a relaxing puzzle sesh with Flick? Or maybe you just want to rep your favorite podcast during your morning run with a TLR t-shirt and water bottle? Well, your dreams can be a reality if you go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store, all lowercase, right now. Our merch store is fully stocked with all sorts of TLR goodness, and we're always on the lookout for ideas for new products. Visit the store, pick something out, and be sure to take lots of pictures and tag us on social media media. Alright, finally, very briefly, I just want to thank you all who pledged or signal boosted for the Into the Motherlands Kickstarter. That Kickstarter did close last weekend, and we knew when we put that out that the bare minimum we needed to produce a basic setting book would be about $50,000, and I am floored to say that we are going to be putting out something much, much more spectacular than a bare-bones book, because we are receiving $360,000 from that Kickstarter, so if you pledged or helped us to reach more people by signal boosting, thank you so very much. I can't wait for you all to see what we put together. Okay, I think that's all the announcements that we've got for you this week. Thanks so much for listening. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, fight racism where, when, and however you can. And happy gaming, y'all. So, Bria, you uh, and Kit are examining the middle of this rug, and what you notice is that there is, it literally looks like something is sticking this rug to the floor. It's not magic, it looks like something has like, it's not, and it's not like nailed down, because you would see the nails and you would be able to cut a piece up, but something is sticking this rug to the floor. It's Glorp, it's gotta be Glorp. <laughs> You're quite far away from that island. But yeah, sure. I, can't, I can't see anything. <laughs> I mean, that's that's some heavy-duty glue if that's what's happening here, but uh, I have nothing to remove glue. Bria, why don't you give me a history check, let's say. You're trying to stay away from things I'm proficient in I don't in know what you're proficient in. No, I'm not. It's an 11. Mm-hmm. Not good Yeah, enough. it is some, some good-ass glue. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a joke about ass glue. Come, like, uh, come on. <laughs> no one. That sounds horrible, and I don't want to joke about it because. Uh, oh, yeah, God. I don't. <laughs> oh, no, no. Um, yeah. So, what you two doing? We can try to make a hole in the ground. That's that's the best idea I got right now. It's fair. 
Yeah, I got. I'm. I hope you kept in the sound of my sheet shuffling as I'm looking through my spells. Um, <laughs> y- yeah, whatever you think, Kit. I got nothing. Maybe we should find Flick and Bazdira. This seems like a dead end for the two of us. <laughs> and when she says that, I'm gonna look at the people around us and be like, and "You can't see me." And I'm gonna put my hands up in the air like anything. They just continue to follow you with their head and point at the ground in the middle of the rug with their fingers. Is this where Bizdira was trying to cut? Yeah, I assume so. She cut around basically where you were sitting, I imagine. <laughs> is it, do we get a sense, I don't know. Is there a sense that the, it's like the pressure of the water that's keeping No, no, Bizdown? there's, uh, it's definitely, there's definitely some sort of glue, basic. Okay. I mean, to put it in its most basic terms, you all can see a little bit of a residue around the edges where it was cut. And then if you went to like the edge of the rug, you could maybe find a little place that wasn't perfectly pasted down and lift it up just enough to see that there is some sort of glue substance holding this rug down. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would like to rifle around the shelves and see if th- there's anything that might help us here. <laughs> sure. Uh, Bria, similar idea? Doing, helping? Doing something else? Uh, I'm trying to follow the rules that you have put in place. What rules um, have I put in place? <laughs> that the people have put in place that they are pointing and telling me what to do and I'm trying to follow them. Because um, you're just going to throw me around again. Not- gonna hand spoon feed you every step of this encounter thank you very much okay fine um was i know this isn't magic but was what bizdira was using to cut a magic object don't i have the dagger now Whoa. i have the dagger who, what did you just say <laughs> was what she was using to cut the rug oh a magic, magic. i assume that one way or another the magic dagger eventually made its way to that carpet yes okay sure um i'm gonna try one last thing yeah. just because i'm Bria, and I'm gonna try to use my mage Charm hand. Charm person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the rug. I'm gonna try Tasha's to use my mage laughter hand. on the rug. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. The rug exactly starts giggling. <laughs> How horrifying would that be, though? Um, yeah, I mean, you can mage hand it, but, uh, you know, for what it's worth, I know none of you are all that strong, but you're stronger than your mage hand, uh, yeah. so that doesn't do it either. Um, okay, yeah, so then my initial instinct before we knew about this rug was to start collecting as many papers from down here okay. as possible because okay. I'm afraid of all these brands and I'm hoping that there's something in the papers that'll give me an indication. All right, so you're going around the room collecting as many of the papers as you can that are floating around and Kit is searching through shelves and such. Kit, why don't you give me, uh, I'll take wisdom perception just to sort of look around, see if you notice anything. Uh, that's a 20 adjusted. Oh, yeah. So you see uh, you you see lots of, you know, little knickknacks on shelves, near shelves, floating around shelves. Um, there is another item, though, that catches your eye because, once again, it looks like it didn't get moved by the water. Um, it's a little snuffbox-looking thing, beautifully, intricately made, and it's sitting on the uh, one of the shelves, one of the bookshelves in this cabin. I pick it up. <laughs> uh-huh. You don't, though, because it, too, seems to be stuck to the shelf in a very strong way. Boo! Uh, can I open it? You could try, but as you do, you see that it's got a little lock on it. Bria! <laughs> I'm gonna come over. All right. <laughs> You want to try to open this? She's got a handful of waterlogged parchment. She's got a handful of waterlogged parchment, and you wander over uh, with my little bopping head, and I will. Uh, I'm gonna put all the parchment into her hands. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I holding all of this wet paper? I can't. <laughs> all of the ink of is running off of it. <laughs> sort of crumbling and. And, but some of it's remaining intact, uh, if you're gentle enough. And then, Bria? So I am going to... Are you recording the call? That's what I meant about the scary lady. Oh. I knew that's what you meant, but... I thought you were calling me the scary lady. Me too. No. Me too. I was so confused. Go ahead, Bria. Uh, so I'm handing Kit all of the parchment, and I am pulling out my thieves' tools, and I'm going to try to open the spot. Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me a thieves' tools roll. Dexterity thieves' tools. Wow, reliable talent is awesome. Right, um, right. That's a 22. <laughs> what did you, uh, just out of curiosity, what did you get on the die? A five. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Um, awesome. Okay, so if I becomes ten, becomes twenty-two. You gotta love it. Um, yeah, and you—it's—it's it's a good thing that the that the result was that high because this thing may not have moved from the shelf, but all of the water getting in there has had 
bent up the mechanisms, and it was it was a tough go, but you've been practicing, as you have with all of your proficient talents, uh, skills, because that's what they're called, and uh, after, after a little bit of time, you're able to feel that elusive, satisfying click as you get the final tumbler in place, and the box opens, um, and it sort of, the lid sort of flies open once it is, once it is able to, and inside you see two things. You see, uh, what is very obviously a little glass vial of something, uh, and right next to it is a little sort of a leather pouch. I'm gonna hand kit the vial. Her hands are like full of parchment. Yeah. <laughs> you just I'm gently hand place her, the vial I'll on top. I'll put it under her chin so she can hold it under her chin. That's it, that's it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna open the little the little bag. Um, you open the little bag and water rushes in, sort of, maybe? Something very strange is going on with this bag. Uh, but you don't- Is it a bag of holding? Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe stick your hand in it and find out. It doesn't look like flicks, but then again, flicks is a big red bag, so I suppose it wouldn't. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. I'm going to try to squeeze the water back out. Will it come if I squeeze I the bag? I have to the ask how you out? will be able to tell being completely submerged <laughs> in water. <laughs> like bubbles and stuff. Like oh, okay, so you're you looking currents? for bubbles. Like sure, sure, sure. Well, I don't know about currents, but bubbles, sure. Um, yeah, okay, sure. We'll say, I mean, I'm making up the physics of this a little bit, but sure, yeah, absolutely. It'll come back out. And as it you really squeeze out. it, you can feel that there are little marbles, seeds, <laughs> beans, I something inside. I know you do. I'm gonna open it back up. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look at Kit, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna say, "I'm gonna pull a Bizdira," and then I'm gonna shove my hand oh. into the bag. All right, you immediately um, <laughs> I'm like, be careful. Die. Oh my god, I love it. Uh, roll. But you can't say that because your chin. Be careful. <laughs> I love it. Bria, roll three d four for me, please. One is a one. One is a three, and two are threes. So seven total. Oh, I thought you needed them individually, no. so yes. All right, so seven total. So you reach <laughs> your hand total. in, and you feel seven little bean-shaped things inside. <laughs> Have another bean. Um, I'm going to pull the beans out. You, um, Kit, I need you to make me either an arcana or a history check, please. You can have advantage. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, um... You want to give me double advantage? If I you've know got you inspiration, don't... you can spend it to re-roll, but... I don't. You can alas, take my inspiration uh, so if you want, since I'm getting us into trouble. Oh, you can do that. You can you can hand that to Kit if you would like, yeah. Yeah, you can take... I'm the one that's getting I us just into genuinely don't think I can help you if the third one is also terrible. <laughs> I know. Let's, let's hope it's better. It's not. Okay, so what Why is it? Why do my dice hate me? Hate you. Uh, it's a total of nine... I rolled Wait. a three, a three, and a four. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Alex, is this time for a tug the tapestry? You can't see Kit. Oh, oh. you can't see oh, Kit. Yes, oh, see. damn it. No. <laughs> Does she have bardic inspiration still? That was, no, that like, was two days, days ago. <laughs> what am I doing? What right. am I doing? I'm going oh, to give them you... Back. I'm gonna, I really don't want this to happen. Um, so I'm going to uh-huh. give you one more chance, and then there's nothing I can do. Uh, Bria, make me a wisdom perception check. It's a 17. Okay, so as you sort of grab all of these bean-shaped things inside this bag and begin to pull them out, they very, very quickly start to heat up, like a lot. I'm going to drop uh-huh. them. Uh-huh, great. Yeah, where? Because they're hot. Back in the okay, bag. Okay, great. And I'm going to go, ah, that's hot! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to leave you two for a minute and go back down to the other two who are downstairs in the cargo hold. So you two are facing Flick and Bizdira, facing this door with lots of scratch marks on and around it. What you doing? Uh, <laughs> as long as Flick doesn't object, she's going to look at it and be like, meh, and like, go to um, try the door. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, I object. <laughs> I object. <laughs> Pulling her back, uh-huh. <laughs> pulling, her, pulling her back. Sure. Um, maybe let's let's listen first, <laughs> so that we don't barge in on anything or anyone. Um, can sure. We listen? I'll take wisdom there perception a qu- with disadvantage from you. Quietly swim over there. At w- oh, sorry. Yeah. What? Yeah, absolutely. You can get over there. Uh, I'll take wisdom perception what? with disadvantage if you are listening, please. Um, maybe could I s- substitute my ta- uh, tug yeah. the tapestry roll? Absolutely, you can. So. 
damage you get for your rolls today, or your roll today? The roll today was a 14. Oh, okay. So I'm going to substitute my lowest roll on that, which was, I think, a 9. Okay. Um, and then that makes it a 21. Okay. Um, I will say, since you used that, you saw this moment in your dreams last night. You saw yourself listening and not hearing anything, and then the door exploding. And so before you get close to it, you sort of stop and look at it, and you can see just barely etched into where the door frame is. The scratches are not just haphazard scratches, but they're actually a glyph of warding uh, etched into right by the doorknob of this door. So I'm going to point that out quietly to Bizdira and say, no, we're not going. Um, and then I'm going to... I I'm I think we got to go back up and tell the other girls, right? No, I want to go in there so bad. Okay, fine. <laughs> no, you're going to... No, no. <laughs> Flick will explain. You will blow up. <laughs> you will blow if up. If you go over there. <laughs> I have... I have ranged spells. Well, we also don't know what the trigger is of this Glyph of Warding. Would I know a lot about Glyph of Warding? I mean, I, I right? think it would be if clear I enough spell. from your vision from earlier, uh, from last night, that like it's definitely triggered by like touching it. Presence. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, we could, yeah, we could, we could trigger it, but we would have to tell the girls if that was happening, especially if it's going to explode. Do you? Gotcha. I'm way more into what's going to happen <laughs> if you don't. I right. Me too. Well, and there's plenty of like cover. So if we go get them and we decide we want to do that, there's plenty of cover. We can hide all that kind of stuff. And so, and one of us can just go boom. Well, hopefully not one of you, but. Well, not one of us, but like ranged <laughs> weapon or yes. not weapon, but spell but or I something. Got you, I got you. <laughs> all right. So you want to go back for those two before you do anything with the door? If Bizdiria is cool, I would like to do that. She's, you're going to see her take a big sigh and just <laughs> follow you. All right. I know. I'm sorry. So you we just all... got to be safe. Um, all right, so you two head up, you head back to the cabin's quarters, and you you go back in to see Kit with an armful of soggy parchment and her chin attached to her chest. Uh, that's going to sound great. And uh, and Bria holding a, a bag, some sort of little, it's not even a bag, it's a little leather pouch, like a little coin purse looking thing, and like waving her other hand through the water like she's trying to cool it off. I will, I'm gonna start, I don't want this thing, I don't like this thing, I think it's cursed, um, so I'm gonna take this stuff away from I'm gonna hand, Kits has her open hand around the parchment so I put it into her open hand which she clasps, and then I'll take the parchment okay. from her. She does, she clasps it, she's nodding. She I, yes, I clasp it, I'll okay. take it. Yeah, please do. Um, <laughs> Uh, cool. So you have this little bag that has beans in it. Um, and, you know, it's it's pretty obviously either magical itself or contains magical things. So, you know, if you have time later, you can spend some time meditating upon it to identify its properties. Um, but for now, it's it's a bag with some hot beans in it, as far as, as Bria has told you. <laughs> hot beans. Get your hot beans. Uh, <laughs> I put it somewhere safe. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Okay, I, except every Brit that I'm, listens to this podcast is like, "Excuse you, that's breakfast." No, I meant like at a like a baseball game, like hot beans. Oh, get your hot oh, beans. God. Like, oh, no, that sounds imagine? terrible. It's just like, oh, oh, cups of beans, cups of like, like baked beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ew. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm concerned about the amount of time we still have down. Yeah, so here. you've been down yeah. here probably half an hour at least now, and things are starting to feel Thanks. uncomfy. Um, it's, again, still not mechanically hindering you, but you are more acutely aware that there is definitely a time limit on your time down here before things start to get um, high pressure, shall we say. And we are reunited once again. Yes, yeah, you two have come in to see this scene of, of Bria handing off this little pouch for a pile of parchment and a, something under Kit's chin. So you'll see Flick kind of swimming along. And he'll come up to you and and be whispering, if one can whisper underwater, and say, Down there, glyph, go boom on the door. You can can speak. What do you mean? (laughs) He's excited. No, he's excited. He's like, like, no, I don't. There may be things down there. We can't go through the door. I'm going to look at the water people. Okay. And say, can we get to where you want by going downstairs? They continue to stare at you and point. I'm going to try to punch one of them. No, I'm not. I'm oh. not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm... Uh, Bizdira is just going to go to the floor and just start punching it, trying to break through. <laughs> um, yeah. Meanwhile, um, Kit, what did you find? <laughs> 
Oh. What you got there? I found this bag of hot beans. <laughs> hot <laughs> beans. That's the that's title, hot that's beans. Hot beans. All right, writing it down. Uh, and that uh, the little glass vial that Bria's holding that we don't know what it is. I haven't looked at it yet. It was under my chin for a very long time. It's true. Okay, so since no one else is saying anything, Bizdira is punching the floor. Um, go ahead and <laughs> yes. make me, I don't, let's say we'll start with just two uh, unarmed strikes with disadvantage because you're underwater. That's a nine disadvantage. And a 16. Okay. Um, <laughs> the the nine will say, you know, you sort of forgot that you were underwater. So you like, you put all of this power behind a punch and it just like lightly taps the rug. Um, <laughs> but the, then you sort of remember and you, you get yourself back. Uh, go ahead and roll damage on that second one. That is six damage. So... I, you know, you've punched enough things in your life, Bizira. I feel comfortable just telling you that, like, this'll work. It's gonna take a while. Take too long. I mean, I don't know about too long. That's, you know, subjective. But um, take, uh, mm-hmm. take a goodly while, which is also subjective. But, um... <laughs> um I have a miner's pick. Let me get Kit I first, please. I am not <laughs> kidding. I know you're not. I wanted to ask Flick uh-huh. if he got the sense that going... If we could... Perhaps dispel the the glyph on the door. Would it be worthwhile to go through that entrance? It's. Uh, I think that would be fine. I just we. I know that we can't active. If we activate the glyph, it will blow up. And I and I don't know necessarily whether it's like one of us that has to go up and touch the door, or if it's just like something that hits the door. I don't know. Um. I'm also scared. What's behind the door? <laughs> <laughs> but if but if you want to go dispel it and then we can get closer to the door, I think that's fine. Yes, I'll 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 do that. If I'll anyone wants to come with me, they can. But it might be helpful if one of you, uh, Bizdira, I gesture at Bizdira punching the floor, uh, or you flick, want to show me where it was. I- I'll go with you. <laughs> Clearly busy. As that's happening, I'm pulling out this miner's oh, pick. God. <laughs> Which has been stored to Bizdira. Maybe this may will have, ask. We have never seen before. Yeah, well, that's why I just of, before Flick, Where has this been stored? Before Flick leaves. Yeah, it's in the bag. Oh. So before Flick leaves, I'm going to be like, hey, 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 wait. And then a just giant smiley face. I'm going to pull out. <laughs> kind of. not The smiley face sounds too nice. Um, uh, uh, murderous eyes. With murderous eyes, I want this pick. And I go, Bizdira, move! Oh my god. Uh, yeah, right. Um, just just so that, since we are splitting up and I want to make sure that I understand, who has the bag kit, right? The bag that we found? Yeah, that you found. I have Okay, it. and who has the little the little ampoule? It's not really like a vial, it's like a little ampoule. I thought that Bria took it from okay. me, but I'm happy to have I put it in my bandolier, if that makes sense. Whatever. I definitely left it with you because I don't know anything about potions and stuff, so I left it with you so you could take a look at it. Um, Kit, for what it's worth, if you were to take it and try and put it in your bandolier, it doesn't fit. And, and uh, you know, you being the, the alchemist that you are, I will say that you actually take a minute with it at that point and realize that, uh, you know, it could very well be a potion that you just have never seen before, um, but there's so little of it in there. And it doesn't, it also doesn't slosh around just like a, a pure liquid. Like it's way more viscous, whatever is in there. So you, you get the idea that this is probably not a drinking potion. Is it a breaking down glue underwater potion? I, who are you asking? <laughs> well, you know I'm not going to answer that, don't you? <laughs> if Kit wants to try and identify it, she certainly can with her alchemical knowledge. Sure. All right. We'll try it. Uh, Arcana or nature. I'll take either one. Maybe Bazdira should do it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Drink it. That's a 13. Poison. So it's it's particularly amusing to me uh, that you know what this is, but you didn't know about the glue because this is a little ampoule of universal solvent that will dissolve anything, including a very powerful sovereign glue. So I'm look. I'm like heading out the door. Flick and I are getting ready to go downstairs. I'm looking. <laughs> my, at this. I still want to hit this uh, yeah, thing. Yeah, you with are my absolutely going to be attacking with that pick in a second. But let's like kid go on. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it, and I just shake my head, and I just pivot and walk right back into the room. Okay, and that is when ter- uh, that is when Maria <laughs> is exactly. Go ahead and roll. Uh, roll it. This is a strength check with disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I got a crit on one, and I got a three on the other. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's not a crit fail, but if you will indulge me, uh, Bria reaches back to swing uh, and then slams down the pick, except the pick is not in her hands. It is, in fact, hurtling towards Kit at the doorway. (laughs) (laughs) And then I I land face first on the rug as I lose the balance yes. of what I was just Absolutely. holding. And when I say hurtling... And I get a rug burn on Aww. my face. Uh, when I say hurtling, like, it is still going through the water, so it's sort of lazily floating towards Kit in the doorway. <laughs> but I still imagine that she makes that sound uh, until it sort of registers that it is moving very slowly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, so Bria is face down. Kit, you've just walked back in. Uh, and I say to everyone, actually, I think this is going to solve the problem. And then I... <sighs> Apply it to the rug? Yeah, so it, um, why don't you make me a, let's call it dexterity sleight of hand, uh, to see how well you're able to apply the solvent to the glue without losing too much of it since you're underwater. Um, I think I start to do it, but my hand is shaking too much. I'm very nervous and I give it to Bria and say, you do it. All right, Bria, so you give me a little sleight of hand. That is a 23. All right, so you are able to apply it and then you just sort of lift, and you know, it takes a little while because you've got to like apply it, lift the rug, apply it, lift the rug some more, apply it. But eventually you're able to get the rug up and pass that center point and you may not know why, but, you, well, you definitely see why they these water ghosts were pointing at this area, because underneath the rug in the center of this room is a five-foot diameter magical glyph circle. And it is unlike anything you have ever seen before, but all of you can feel it radiating necrotic magic because you are all very familiar with that from the Eastern Island. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. (laughs) Told you, told you, told you, told you. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out if this is just another glyph of warning, I guess. I don't know. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, last refuge. And speaking of reviews, we've got a new one this week. Which I kind of spoiled in last week's episode, but that's fine. <laughs> this review is from Dot Cody. That's Cody with a K and an I. Uh, and Dot Cody says, I love this title, so underrated it's a felony. Oh. I, I promised myself I wouldn't leave a review until I caught up, and here we are. I've listened to quite a few D&D podcasts, and the amazing D- Oh, the amazing DM Jazzy Hand should be recognized. Oh, wait, now I'm uncomfortable because it's complimentary of me. Do I have to keep reading? Yes. <laughs> I've listened to quite a few D&D podcasts, and the amazing DM Jazzy Hand should be as recognized as Matt Mercer and Brennan Lee Mulligan. He's that good. The The story he weaves with the help of all the amazing players and guests will leave you laughing and or crying and or flabbergasted at any given point. I'm succeeding. Everything works so well together, and the positive energy that they bring to uh, that they bring will leave you wanting more. And it's easy to tell they all care about the story they're building together. Ten out of ten would recommend. And then in parentheses, also hello from a fellow Knoxvillian. Calhoun's on the river slaps. <laughs> what the? Yes, it does. It does slap. <laughs> Correct. What a great ending to that review, Doc Cody. Thank you. You're very uh, kind. I, I have, I can't accept direct praise, but that was very sweet, and I, I thank you very much, um, and thank you for leaving the review. If you want to embarrass me on the air, uh, leave us a five-star <laughs> review, and we'll read it, and I'll be uncomfortable about it, and it'll be great. Uh, you can also, uh, alternatively, email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com, but no promises about reading that out loud on the air. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Happy gaming, y'all. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, find out what... No, fuck me, goddammit! <laughs> if you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some...